Welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, the podcast with two dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. And I'm Josh. Welcome everyone to Parenting Without Getting Up. We are back. It's been, I think, five months. I think the last time I looked, uh, last I looked where it was episode 39, and that was like five months ago, it said. So it's been a while. Um, lots of big changes. You may notice that uh, our third dad, Rob, is actually not here. Rob has uh, embarked on a new adventure. He's gone back to school. He's attending a school. He's moved from Oregon to Colorado. And so he's uh, he's physically moved there. And we'll probably have some long-distance recordings with him on, on, the, on here at some point. And he's also got some other big dad news that he'll share, but we'll let him do that. But, yeah, he's uh, lots of... Lots of new adventures for him. So, but uh, Josh and I are here. Josh and me. Josh and I. Josh and me. Yeah. No, Josh and I. Josh are, and I. We're here. <laughs> the two of us are here. And um, uh, we're going to be getting caught up and uh, also talking about uh, Josh, you, your little one just turned two. So that's yeah. some new changes as well. So, uh, but like, how are things going? Great. It's crazy to think. I remember recording five months ago and then i don't think we recorded for a year before that right yeah it was a long it was something like that yeah it was like six months i think it was we're almost two years in this pandemic right we've only done two since the pandemic started in february of of 19 that can't be right no february of 2020 was when it started so uh but yeah it's been we've only done two yeah Uh, i want to try to get back into doing these regular um, my other big news is I was laid off from work because of the pandemic too. That happened back in April. Um, I'm actually uh, back working as a temp for the same company. I, um, well, I don't know. I, uh, I, you know, was looking and there was really not a lot out there, kind of at my sort of middle management level. That was uh, I'm, you know, was trying to focus on nonprofits. You know, staying with a nonprofit, so there wasn't. A lot out there that was really, I think, uh, appealing to me. And then my company said they needed some projects done, and so they they hired me back as a temp. And so I'm doing that, and I just wrapped up one project, and I'm starting on another one uh, tomorrow, so on Monday. But yeah, so and but there's some other. They've got some full time positions are going to be opening up that that would um, work pretty well. So they're looking at hiring people back. Awesome. So anyway. But uh, just in time from my my insurance runs runs out at the end of the month, <laughs> so uh, well. so hopefully that'll be that'll like timing seems like it'll be just right. How are you doing? You're still same job, right? Same job, no change. Just plugging along. Yana's getting big. Yes, full of character, just a blast. Um, yeah, it's so weird. I see her like running down the street or walking oh, down the street with you guys, and we only see her like. You know, once every couple of weeks, few weeks, maybe we'll see you, yeah. see you guys outside. Yeah, no, but, she's doing great. Um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, you know, just gosh, I just can't believe. It just feels like Groundhog Day every day. Yeah, it's especially so, with this pandemic. I think I think everybody's probably feeling that way. Yeah, it's so weird. We um, went for a little hike today with some friends, and I was talking to the the dad. They have a actually, it's Andrea's cousin, I guess, but. Um, so uh, I was talking to her husband, uh, and you know, he and I were. I was trying to say like, I was saying something about trying to. I was telling a story about it. it was like 
think it's been two years ago. No, wait, it's been three years ago because it seems like the last year just evaporated. Like it right. was, it's yeah, crazy. it's so, yeah, like you said, Groundhog Day, it's the same thing over and over again. So, Gosh. yeah, it's really strange. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, dad, fatherhood's a blast for me. Yeah. I was so actually you, talking to another friend yesterday about how boring my life was before my daughter, you know? That's amazing what a difference that is, isn't it? Yeah, just what else in life, you know, it doesn't feel like they're, you know. Not... And at two years old now, I mean, well, we you had a nice out backyard birthday party yeah, for And that was fun. And uh, to get to see her, and I got to talk to your father-in-law, which I really <laughs> yeah. just kind of see him in passing occasionally, but, but spent some time talking to him. But, yeah, she's just so, has gotten so big. I mean, she's a big kid anyway. Oh, she's for huge. Yeah, we, um, yeah, but. At her two-year appointment, she's um, gosh, 35 pounds. Wow. And then 37 inches, I believe, which is 99 percentile yeah. for everything. I mean, she's a huge kid. Is that like from your family? Because Both. You know, Jordan's dad, 6'4". I'm 6'4". Yeah, four, four, that's you know, true. Good stock. Yeah. I mean, but you're not like super tall. You're not like, and you're not like, like kind of like big, big. You're just, you're, you know, you're. Yeah. You know, on the high side of medium, probably right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's crazy. She's gonna be a. She'll probably get all of her growing done early, and then. Yeah. Exactly. But she looks like she's gonna be tough too. She's. Yeah, she's tough. Looks like as she nails. can take care oh, of herself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just, just a blast, you know. But other than that, yeah, just. It's crazy. <laughs> it's Do you crazy. guys feel like in the since she's been. You know, at two, are you seeing any signs of like the real independence where she's trying oh, yeah. to reach out and do things on her own? Everything's and, on her own, you know, when she's yeah. got her uh, little car thing that she pushes with her feet. You know, you can't push her in it anymore. Oh, yeah. Or like she, pedal, pedal, little pedal, pedal car. Pedal yeah. car, yeah. You can't, um, you can't help her eat anymore. She wants to do it on her own, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, she just, yeah, crazy. Terrible two is, is a real thing, though, for sure. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't stop it too. Let me tell yeah. you. You know, we got her twelve-year-old, uh, ten-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> we got her a bunny. You yes, know, Alberto, and then Jordan got her another bunny. So we have two bunnies now. Yeah, two bunny. You never have just two bunnies. No, at least not for a long. I hope one. I hope they're both boys or both girls. I didn't check on that. Yeah, I probably should have. Nature finds a way. Yeah, I'm like Jurassic Park. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Alberto and Luca. Those are the oh, cool. Yeah, bunnies. But she loves them. We've seen, we've had, as you probably have seen, um, rabbits running around the neighborhood, and we saw them like a couple years ago in our backyard, and it was really, I know some people wouldn't want them in their yard, but we don't have any vegetables or anything, we just have plants, and you know, I figure if they nibble on the plants a little bit, it's not that big a deal, but um, it was so cool to see them. We have an area of our yard we call the jungle, which is a lot of tropical plants and things like that, and and it was a little path going, cutting through you know, these big banana trees and, and, um, uh, but anyway, it was really cool to see them in the jungle the first time we spotted them, but then we started kind of seeing them around the neighborhood. They've been gone for a while. And then we had a neighbor, my son, our neighbor who just moved. And I asked him about them like a year ago, if he'd seen, them. I hadn't seen the bunnies in a while. He goes, yeah, he says, I've been catching them because I've been eating my, my wife's vegetable garden. <laughs> so, um, so since they've just moved, I wonder if the bunnies have come back now because they yeah. figured one of the, there's a one of our neighbors stopped by today when I was outside and asked me what I thought about the bunnies. I said yeah. I don't mind them at all. You know they don't carry disease or anything like that. He's like, oh well, 
we need to get rid of them. And, you know, don't oh. be surprised if you see me running around the neighborhood with the air gun. I was like, oh, I man. know. I was like, come on, man. Buddy, I told him, I said, my daughter little... loves the bunnies, you know? Yeah. And they're it's not kinda... rats. And he's like, well, they are, they're eating my garden. I said, put a fence up. Yeah. Right. You know, that's what I did. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. You can put it. Yeah. You can put a fence up. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I think it's kind of magical to see him like show up. And yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah is it's a, really, I think seven or eight of them on our street alone now. Really? Yeah. I've seen two. They're feral. Yeah, they kind of just have the run of the neighborhood, it seems like. But, yeah, it's really, I don't know, I, I like the bunnies. They me don't too. bother me I at all. I told that guy, too. I said, mm, you know, I don't want them shooting them. Yeah. my our, The neighbor that I had talked to said he was catching them, and then he'd give them away to people as pets. Yeah. So, you know, he, they'd you know, he'd tell them, go get their shots and everything. So that was that's not so bad. But somebody wants to shoot him with a BB gun or something. Actually, I talked to him when he was... The the morning he was leaving. Oh yeah, our neighbor. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, we were just getting ready to talk to you, man. Yeah, I mean they'd been here. I was Kevin two and, and a half Megan. Years. They'd been here. Was it that long? Yeah, he said we've been here for two and a half years. So I, I know. I was good. I was gonna get around to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't want to run. We didn't want to pressure you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were both super nice. Oh, he's super nice. Yeah, he got yeah. another farming job in Idaho. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, so he was at work for a commercial farm and uh, managing that, I guess, and got another one. Yeah, so moving. Over one state. That was pretty cool. But yeah, they were really nice. I think I talked to his wife maybe twice the whole yeah. time they were here, but I talked to him several times. For sure. He was really into Pontiac Fieros. He had a Pontiac Fiero. Yeah. And my brother had one when I was a, when I was a teenager. And so, uh, I, I, you know, we talked a lot about Fieros, but um, because I got to ride my brothers a lot. But anyway, that was kind of funny. Speaking of that, you know, Jordan and I had our 12-year anniversary yesterday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, I went out. To Rudy's Steakhouse, had a nice dinner. Rudy's Steakhouse, yeah, really, yeah, okay, really good. And um, but I got Jordan an MGB, an MGB, the car, a car. Oh, really? Nineteen eighty, yeah, it's in the shop. Oh, you're kidding? No, you got. That's check. why you moved. Yeah, that's why you got through. Went, yeah, went through the eight. You yeah, had to come okay. check it out. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> what year is it? Nineteen eighty. An eighty. Okay. Yep. yep. My dad gave it to me. Oh wow! And it's in really good shape. Yeah, but. Convertible, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't fit in the dang thing. <laughs> well, but I was gonna. My intention was to clean it up and sell it. Yeah, you know, make a few bucks off my dad. You know, that's how the world works. <laughs> and uh, when I, my wife was steering it to the shop when we were getting it back there, and uh, she loves it. Yeah, wants to drive it to work on Fridays. Well, I mean, let's face it, she's gonna look a lot better in it. Than oh you yeah, it's just yeah. a red convertible. Yeah, just a little like. Brunette, your wife's attractive, you know. Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she looks, she looks good. She'll probably get looks in the, in the. Yeah, and then uh, Jordan's the mom wants to ride in it too. He's like, oh, okay, fine. I guess we'll keep go. it. So I'm gonna drop it off this week and get it once, once over. Yeah, cool. Wow. Yeah. How many? You, I know. I got my. You, I got six enough. cars, five cars now. It's <laughs> well, you've got. Cars. I mean, to be fair, you have you, your wife, and our in-laws, and your and her parents both live. And there. I have they two cars. You have my truck, and then you have your truck, and then your commuter car too. So and then because you live. Quite a ways away, so yeah. Gosh, I hate that drive, but yeah. No, other than that, you know, to get on some kind of topic for the podcast here is there is no good movies out. There's no good. Well, we could talk about. I thought we'd talk about just your your no, I know your fatherhood, <laughs> but yeah, that's oh movies. Yeah, don't get me started. I do have a um uh some fatherhood stuff to talk about though because uh like my. Oldest Liam, who's twelve, he'll be he'll actually will be thirteen, and and less than about a month, just about a month from now. He, it's amazing to see. I mean, Charlie's growing up too. I mean, they both are. 
but Liam especially is kind of turning that corner into like maturity into like he's a teenager you know not really what what uh, grade is a 12 year old he, he'll be in seventh grade oh yeah i remember yeah so um but yeah there's been some really like just some little it's little things really um like we went and got like takeout takeaway and uh we ordered it online i went and picked it up and we brought it back and we were missing his meal. He didn't get it. And we, you know, we weren't going to go back, get it because it was, it was a drive to go back. And, you know, like, like if Charlie, you know, you know, nothing against Charlie, if he did it, he would have probably pitched a fit. And Liam's like, he was clearly disappointed. You know, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'll just make myself a sandwich. It's really okay. And I, I kept apologizing to him. I'm really sorry they messed up the order. And um, they really, it was an awful experience. I won't say who because I don't want to badmouth the company, but it was a national chain. And it was a horrible experience picking it up. It was, we were, I was five minutes early and from the, for the pickup time. And I was there 25 minutes after the assigned pickup time. And they finally gave me my food. Um, It was just a horrible experience. I called and complained. And, but um, anyway, but he, so I kept apologizing because it was really, frustrated with the restaurant and um but he just like really maturely I was telling him earlier that morning too that Liam I really think that you really have matured a lot and I really I just want you to know how much we appreciate that and we recognize that and um and he's he was kind of surprised to hear me say that and then that evening when he didn't get his meal uh and he had to he was the only one who didn't get a meal um he took it really well, and I told him, I told him, Liam, this is exactly what I was talking about this morning, you know, about how mature you've gotten. This is something, this is a sign of maturity, and he, and he just kind of looked at me and says, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he was really proud of himself, and I think rightly so. Um, we, and he's actually, I've seen the other thing that I think for the kind of, you know, he's showing him mature is that he's seen two R-rated movies now. Oh, shoot. Which and ones? we even... We even took a long time for him to even see like Marvel movies. That's only been the last couple of years. Yeah. But I showed him um, oh, the Blues Brothers, oh. which is, I don't know, that's just such a great movie. Oh, it's so good. Um, John Belushi, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. in that movie. What's that? Just the back and forth in that movie is incredible. It is so good. Yeah. Um, the chase scene at the end is just, it's so, it's ridiculous. It's there's kind of, no nudity if I remember that movie. No, there's though. no, it's, there's swearing in it yeah. and there's violence, but it's like, basically yeah, it's not like, like today's violence. It's like roadrunner uh, violence, you know, right. like, the, um, like Carrie Fisher, not to spoil anything, but Carrie Fisher spends the whole time trying to kill the two blues brothers. She takes like a rocket propelled grenade and she launches it at the building they're in. And it's just a brick building that just comes down and crumbles and, and you you just see she drives off, and then you just see the this pile of rubble, and you see some bricks start to stir and move, and they and they get up yeah. from from uh, being buried in the bricks, and they just kind of dust themselves off, and then they keep walking like nothing happened. It's just such a good movie. But um, so yeah, there was no that's kind of the worst thing you know, other than the language. But it's such a good movie. The music is really so good. Um, but he really enjoyed it. Um, and then the other movie, which we, we've started watching, we've seen, we've had to break it up. It's a three-hour movie, is Amadeus, um, which is the not my favorite movie, but it is the best movie I've ever seen. 
Um, it's just, again, so good. Being, a, you know, a musician and a would-be composer, um, it, when I watch that movie, it just makes me want to write, you know. It really, yeah. really does. But it's so long, so we kind of have been watching it in hour-long chunks. And there is nudity in that. Um, uh, there's a topless scene for just, like, about a minute is all. And, uh, and I'd warned him about it. I said... I'm totally okay. If you see it, you're 12. You're going to see it eventually anyway. Yeah. In you know? seventh grade. I mean, I remember being in seventh grade and I knew it all. Yeah. You know that. They, they've yeah. been a little more sheltered probably. Yeah. But I told him, and he says, I says, I said, I'm totally okay. If you see it, you can look away if you want. I don't care. I'll warn you when it's going to happen. And and he's like, I remember like, I'm okay. It's coming up in a few minutes. He's like, okay, okay. I think, I think I'm going to try to watch it. I'm going to think I'm going to watch it. And he watched it. I'm like, you thought that was nothing. I'm like, yeah, totally. You yeah. know, and it fits the context of the scene and everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are just, a, you know, some examples of really him growing up. He also, bringing him, picking him up at school last school year, they're also doing um, the family life cycle thing through health. Yeah. And so he had some questions on the way home and some of those car rides and I answered him, you know, uh, and being totally honest with them, and I really—that's one of the things I think that our sex education in our schools are really lacking. And I really think that in the U.S. Um, and I think that uh, you know, like, be open and honest about it. You know, so anyway, but it's just really cool to see him mature into like a young man. You know, so pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sure. So, anyway, what else has been going on with you, <sighs> fatherhood-wise? Man, just watching Yana develop her personality is just yeah. great. You know, she's doing swim, and uh, oh yeah, she's very coordinated and very just picking things up really fast. Well, uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty fun watching her do all stuff. Um, she's starting to talk a lot more and uh, just picking it up overnight, basically. You know, yeah. I've heard her talking. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, and she likes singing. So, um, oh, cool. her favorite movie is um, Coco on Disney. Oh, I love Coco. I know it's a great movie. <laughs> it is <laughs> kind of yeah. sad movie, but it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good, it's got a good message about but, family. Uh, and... We got her a guitar, you know, a small yeah. guitar, and she runs around the house just strumming it and singing nothing. You know, Nas's book's yeah. just amazing. We love it to watch her do that. That's really cool. You're gonna probably get her uh, set up in gymnastics soon next six months let yeah. her do some tumbling cool. wow that kind of jazz now the music thing that you had you were played trombone right correct yeah trombone yeah so you have some music background yeah i thought about picking it up again just yeah pa- playing the bone and yeah but i played trombone in fourth grade my arms were not long enough oh, yeah, to reach i played through position. high school through my yeah. sophomore year did you did you do a jazz band yeah i did yeah yeah that's cool. did jazz band Remember going to McMinnville every year for a jazz festival in high school? Yeah. Do you remember they still do that? Do you know or? Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I remember. I, yeah, going. Out I wasn't there. in band in school. And I didn't then, start uh, music until college. Yeah, I remember. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Glenn yeah, Miller. Listen to Glenn Miller when I was a kid, and yeah, just trying to pick up. The I, I think especially jazz band, you learn appreciation for music that's you wouldn't normally be exposed to. Um, I was teaching music for a while at a private school for just a couple of years, and I um, I did a jazz history um, section, and I was probably an unconventional teacher because I didn't focus so much on 
you know, learning to read music or anything like that, which is probably, I could get away with it in a private school. I couldn't, in a public school, I'd have to teach more of the music theory and stuff like that. But in private school, I focused a lot more on music appreciation. And my goal was really, if one of those kids, if any, you know, for any of those kids to, to just expose them to something that they liked enough or were intrigued enough that they would want to go out and research it on their own. Yeah. And so I did a jazz history section and um i got a thank you note from a parent who told me that he was <laughs> it was really cool to see his kids go i for, well for an assignment i had signed them a bunch of links uh, youtube links for old like you know old uh old recordings or not even video would have been filmed at the time but of of like um you know, Ornette Coleman or, you know, these old jazz legends, Thelonious Monk, all of these guys, and uh, uh, Miles Davis, um, Charlie Parker, Sonny Sitt, those guys. Um, but I saw this, I got a thank you letter from the parent who said that it was really cool to see his kids like watching these videos, same videos over and over and over again. Not only was it exposing them to music that they wouldn't hear otherwise, but it taught them that things could be cool, things could be cool even if they were in black and white. Yeah. That was a really cool. But yeah, yeah, that was my whole. I remember my jazz teacher and I remember the first time I had a solo and I, and he basically told me, come up with something. Yeah. And improvise. I was like, I couldn't wrap my head around it, you know, in sixth, really? seventh grade or whatever I was at, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, kind of mixed like four or five songs that I learned a long time ago ish. Well, you know, and, so I took improvisation in uh, university. So, and the thing you have to think about is like, well, yes, you're you're creating a melody on the spot, but you're also like reusing riffs. Right. You're using scales. That's the reason musicians study scales, right? Yeah. Is because not just for people improvise, but but um, you're studying scales because those scales, those runs appear in music all over the place, right? classical and 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 and, uh, and jazz alike and if you already know those scales then you already you already have all that ingrained or you know the burned into your fingers you don't have to Think learn it, it. Really. yeah so you can just play it and and with jazz musicians they have riffs that they've played a lot they have scales that they play and so they're yes they're making it up on the spot but they're using they're building it out of stuff they've already done a lot of them. Some of them are coming up with brand new stuff on the spot, but but for the most part, it's stuff that they're they're just kind of like compiling this. They have like this bag of tricks that they're just pulling stuff out and using it as as they go. So it's yeah, improvisation is is nothing is truly improvised. There's always right. the musician is always pulling from stuff that they've heard elsewhere, they played before, things sure. like that. Yep. So um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, ho so hopefully if she's like. Likes to sing or yeah, is like the guitar great. thing. Get her on the drums. Yeah, no drums. No drums. <laughs> um, I think Charlie wants to do drums. I think that that's makes his, sense. Yeah, he's so loud. <laughs> he just that's right. That'd up be his a alley. good instrument for him. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get a synthetic drum kit and one that he can plug headphones into. And that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we go that route, but hopefully he won't. Um, Liam is still doing the cello. I mean, he hasn't played though in months and months and months i need to force him to get it out when he school starts in he'll actually have a reason to get did out you, and practice. did you buy a cello for him we rented it to uh it was like a rent to own sort of thing so yeah, yeah it's God, his cello cost now. a fortune right 
I think it was like I mean I don't know we rented it we rented owned it so it was I want to say it was like twenty bucks a month for like I don't know a year oh, or so it's not bad year and a half I don't know something but uh, it yeah it wasn't bad um, and it's not a great cello it's not even a full size cello it's a like a think a three quarter size or something like that but it's appropriate for him so yeah and then he can even if he wants to trade up he can turn it into the store where we bought it and then put that will go towards you know, another one. So yeah, I always wanted to learn violin. Ever since yeah. I watched the movie Master and Commander. Oh man, there's another great movie. God, that's a, I think that's probably like you like you said earlier, not my favorite movie, but one of the best. But movies. one of the best movies. The sound on that, not oh, just yeah. the music in it, but the sound effects of those cannonballs. Everything. For those of you don't who don't know what it is, you got to go out and watch it. It is set. I want to say 1700s. Sometime, yeah, because right? I mean it's French. It's during yeah. the French-British War, so meta- yeah. mid-1700s, Napole- right? It's Napoleonic, basically, right. yeah. But, yeah, it's about a British sailing ship, the a mu- military The music's incredible, ship. too. Gosh. The yeah, movie. the music's really good. Yeah. The plot's good. Um, the, the ending twist is good. Have you read good. the books? It's based on a series books, of books. Yeah. yeah. Was it Patrick O'Doyle, I, I want to so, say? yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. the author. It's that. Yeah, I love that. I wish they'd come out with more movies like that. You yeah. know, like, uh, what's the Shackleton movie? Is it Shackle- I don't know. Shackleton, right? I don't know. Where they're mapping the Antarctica on, boat, on a boat. Oh, Is I don't know. Shackleton? I wish they would do more movies like that, though. Kind yeah, kind of just, historically accurate. or Yeah, you know. Yeah. Master and Commander, what impressed me about that walking out of there, I was so impressed by like the sound of the cannonballs ripping through the ship and splintering. And, I mean, or that, or just sitting... Like quietly at night when there's not a lot of movement on the ship because the whole thing pretty much takes place on one boat. Yeah, and and you just hear the water sort of lapping and the ship creaking and the sound design on that was so good it was incredible. Yeah, um, and really good movie. It's uh, Russell Crowe, right? Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, he just incredible. And I can't remember who the doctor was, but not a huge actor. Great actor, but not a big time actor. Really? Maybe I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible. I want to say it was who's the guy that's. Maybe maybe I'm not right. I can't be right. I was thinking the guy that plays um, Vision on in the Marvel movies. Maybe that's not right. Paul I Bettany. I I, I gotta look you, it up now. But I'll tell you that um, I might watch that tonight. Yeah, yeah. I had it but on the, DVD. The scene and I. Um, there's a scene where you know the captain and the doctor they're playing in the captain's quarters. You know the the violin. Yes, and yeah, that's incredible. that's my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, dun, yeah, it's dun, Paul dun, Bettany. Dun, 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 it's a dun. Mozart. Uh, yeah, but Mozart, so, um, the way they play it in the movie sounds way better than if you pulled it. You know, because I've yeah, pulled because the song. he's just playing it. Just it's basically a, yeah, it's the captain on the violin, I think, and the doctor, or the, the cello, first right? officer on the cello. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, just the you know the oftentimes music distilled down to just a couple of instruments is is the best. Oh yeah, so, well you know that's. Obviously, being a music hist- I mean, that's what it all derivated from, right? Is, you know, four instruments like a concerto, right? Basically, a, le- four is it four instruments? Well, concerto is usually a bigger ensemble, like an orchestra. But um, a concerto is a piece of work. Smaller because they, they, they... But it's one instrument set against a huge orchestra. But you're thinking of probably like um, like a string quartet or a... Could be, you know, chamber they, music. They basically... Um, Com- compose the music for dinner parties 
Yeah, right. That'd be like chamber music. Yeah, right. So uh, it's interesting watching Mozart or watching Amadeus rather, uh, I've, which I, I watch it probably once a year, and this time I you know wanted Liam to watch it with me because he's you know he's playing playing classical music a little bit with his cello, but um, uh, just the wow the the that portrayal of Mozart um, Thomas Holtz. Tom Holtz, I think I want to say his name is, but it's so good. It is just, it's the actress, I can't remember her name, that plays his wife, Costanza, is really not not great. But um, uh, it's just, the rest of the cast is just amazing. But yeah, the music, you know, we're trying, I'm trying to, as we're watching this, there's scenes where it's a party and there's like, yeah, six instruments playing, like two violins. Um, a couple of violas, maybe, maybe three, three violins, a couple of violas and a cello or, you know, really minimal instruments because, uh, and I was pointing out to Liam, which he already kind of knew, but, uh, instinctively knew, I think that, you know, there's no record player. There's no, right. there's no CD player. There's no Apple music. This is, if you wanted to, if you wanted to dance, you wanted a party, this is what you did. You hired musicians and that's why you'd have a court composer on staff that's why you'd have you know uh, a capellmeister that's why you'd have the you'd have musicians because you have these like dignitary functions or these social events and things and you need the you need the musicians to go with them so yeah it's pretty cool but yeah it's it's been I just love that stuff it's so great that movie i cannot it's just, it's just so good and of course f murray abraham the guy that plays solieri won a Oscar for that for best supporting and it's easy to see why he is so good in that movie um God, I'd be interesting Mozart died poor right yeah 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 basically a poverty's yeah a, a pauper's death yeah um but he Mozart is interesting because a lot of t- uh, in the music I mean the movie rather I think portrays this really well they see him as this kind of like most of the he, he always referred, you know in the movie keeps talking about the Italians because he was from Austria. It takes place in, in Austria, and um, and but he's got at the time there was the 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 Italians were the most prevalent and considered to be the the Viennese school the the best musicians, and so, um, but Mozart being Austrian. You know, the Italians kind of look down their nose like he's doing things because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's doing it this way because he's just he's he he, he doesn't understand. And like there's and there's a couple of scenes in there where he talks about um, uh, the emperor uh, that, you know, that's employing him. The interior of of um, I guess this is the Ottoman Empire. I can't remember anyway. But, the you know, the is uh, you know, he's he's having a hard time. He's, he hears a piece that Mozart's written, and he's having a hard time just kind of grasping it because it's it's new, and it's really good. And the Italians are like, um, yeah, but I think there's there's too many notes, and Mozart's like, too many notes. Like, okay, tell me which notes do you want me to take out? You know, just tell me, and, and then I'll take those out. But you know, it's because they don't understand what he's doing, and he's really advancing the art form forward. And it's just, I don't know. It'd be interesting if uh, Mozart's family lineage or whatever could get the copyright for all that music. And then. Well, that'll be out of copyright. I mean, I'll be out of, of um, 
date. Copyright anyway. Copyright only lasts so long. Oh. So the, and the music, in fact, like when you hear like cartoons and things like that, they use classical music because the music itself is all out of copyright. Now, when they re-record it, then that the recording itself is copyrighted. Sure. But the music itself, oh, that's why they that. use. That's why, like, yeah, the old like uh, Tom and Jerry and. Well, Bugs Bunny, of course, and all those, yeah. they use classical music. A lot of them do, you know, the kill the lab, kill the <laughs> lab. Yeah. The, yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's That's because true. it's out of copyright. So, but you, you have to be careful because you can't just use classical music for like a YouTube video or something because the recording it, of that, is, of that you, music yeah. is copyrighted. So, yeah. Craziness. Anyway. Yeah. Boy, all that to say that like it's been fun to watch Liam watch those movies. Yeah. <laughs> with Liam. Gosh, uh, but, yeah. um, I'm gonna watch Master and Commander tonight after this. Yeah, I think God, I, I, I had movie. it on D V D. It'll be a late night, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. I can't do late nights anymore. I know. Um but uh yeah. You know, you were had been talking about Disney and and you were um saying uh when we weren't recording, you were saying how much of that like those old movies from like the oh the entertain yeah this like yeah. Snow White from the thirties you know or forties is it I think it was I think it was pre forties Snow yeah, White well, no, it was it like was, 30, 34, uh, 36. yeah I can't remember when Snow White Snow White was the first one I want to say that was that was in the thirties I can't remember what I think want to say like thirty six Dumba came out in like nineteen forty one I think or maybe nineteen forty which is if you think about what was going on that was World War two yeah the only reason I know Dumba came out in nineteen forty or nineteen forty one is because the movie nineteen forty one there's a colonel who's watching Dumbo and it, is I that know the that one with Jim Belushi as well Jim Belushi the Dan Aykroyd yes Slim Pickens <laughs> Yeah, Another great movie. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Gosh, remember, you're in cahoots with the Nazis. <laughs> I just remember the Cracker Jacks, the box. Like, with the compass. He's caught, yeah, he's caught by the, by, the, <laughs> by the Japanese because their compass is broken. They need a compass um, they're on their submarine is broken. In California. And, yeah, in California. That story was based on, loosely, very loosely based on, or was inspired by, I guess, um, in Oregon, off the coast of Oregon, yeah. there was a Japanese sub. With the balloon bomb. Well, not, I don't know if about the balloon bomb, but they actually fired on Fort Stevens up in That's near right. Astoria. And they fired, I think it was like three or four shots, something like that, trying to, trying to get the fort to fire back to give their position away, but the fort never did. And so, but that was, um, if you've not seen 1941, it's a zany, really zany, takes place in 1941 in, in Southern California. Uh, it's about a seaside community that gets yeah, the attacked. The opening scene, if I remember, they're swimming, they're skinny dipping in the ocean, yeah, it's right? A, it's a it's and a riff on Jaws, yeah. Exactly, and then the submarine picks them up, right? They yeah. come out, the and periscope picks up the girl or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like in Jaws, it opens with the girl swimming and then getting attacked by the yeah. shark. And this, yeah, uh, and this one, there's a girl swimming and she gets caught on the periscope as it as it comes up. That on that's uh, both of those written by John Williams. The music, by the way, Jaws and 1941. Oh, really? 1941's got a great score. The March for 1941. Steven Spielberg, who who produced, I think he directed 1941 as well. Um, it's not a very well known movie, but um, Steven Spielberg 
said that John Williams wrote a better march for 1941 than he did for Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I totally agree. It's this great, great piece. Um, it sounds kind of like a traditional march form, but he starts by playing one theme, um, one melodic theme, and then when he gets done, he goes to a second melodic theme, and he goes back to the first one, and then he plays the first and the second one together, then he introduces a new theme, and then he plays like the second and the third one together, then he plays like the first and the third one together, and by the end, he's playing all three themes, all three melodies at the same time. Um, and it's just like, it's so, and they, the way they intertwine together, and they're all three distinct melodies, but he's just woven them all together. That's oh, such a good, I know, that's a great the theme movie. to 1941. Yeah, it's a great movie, great, yeah, madcap. It reminds me of, man, this whole time we've talked about movies. Um, Reminds me of another great movie called um, The Russians Are Coming. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's from the so. 60s as well. Uh, the Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Uh, but it's about a little seaside community in, like, I want to say up on Cape Cod somewhere, something like that, that's just kind of starting to wind down for the summer. People are going back uh, for the summer and um, going back to their homes in the cities. Um, but a, a um, Russian... Uh, submarine gets uh stranded on uh, uh grounded on a sandbar and so they have to send a little a team of people together to try to find a boat to tow it off the sandbar and at the whole point the captain just wanted to see america that was it and that's why they got <laughs> that's why they got stranded but it's got alan arkin in it huh. and he's so good in it he plays one of the russian kind of the leader Does he have of a the, good russian party. accent it's decent. Yeah. He's not as good as Sean Connery's in uh, Red <laughs> for October. Another Russian submarine. One movie. ping. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> one ping only, please, Vasily. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Scottish. Yeah. Russian well, list or yeah, speech impediment accent. Yeah. Well, I mean, he plays in the movie Highlander. There's another movie. Um, we should go through. I want to do a movie count on <laughs> how oh many movies gosh, I'm talking yeah. about. As I go through and edit this, I'll keep track. Um, and the movie... Let the men sing. Highlander. Have you seen Highlander? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he plays... There's The main character is uh, Christopher Lambert, who's a Frenchman, and he's playing a Scotsman. And then you have Sean Connery, a Scotsman, who's playing a Spaniard in that movie. It just doesn't make any sense. What a great actor. Yeah. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. Of course yeah, no kidding. He was pretty old though. I think he was ninety. He yeah, he was up there. Yeah. 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 I still my favorite role outside of James Bond, of course, has gotta be um Henry Jones Senior. I mean he's like in Indiana Jones uh, yeah. Last Crusade. He's just it's so like he's so bookish and yeah, he's he's really good in that. And like that You don't like him in The Rock? I mean it's okay. <laughs> but I mean it's you know, it's it's an action flick, I you know, know. but Indiana of course Indiana Jones is an action movie too, but but he's so, like, he's, it was such a, like, a different role for him because we're used to always seeing him in roles like The Rock or, like, James Bond or, you know, those kind of roles. But to see him where he plays a professor, a very bookish one at that, is, I thought was really cool. So Yeah, that's great yeah. movies. Yeah. Speaking of Indiana Jones, they're coming out with a new one, yeah? Yes, they are. It's supposed to be Sean Connery's, I mean, Harrison Ford's last yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. What do you think Harrison Ford better in Star Wars or better in Indiana Jones? You know, it's funny in both of those movies where he reprised a role and both in The Force Awakens and they both the have a cult crystal following. Crystal Skull, yeah. It took me 
it took me like half the movie to see him as the character again. Like when Force Awakens came out, um, and I love that movie. I think it's that was the, a great movie. I think it's the best one of the sequel by far. Um, even though it's the little probably the most derivative of the some of the other movies, but um it just took me like, you know, a good twenty, thirty minutes at least for me to really see him and maybe probably more than that. Might have been taking it until the second time seeing the movie to see him as as um on solo again. It really did. It was just it just seeing him them so old, you just because, you know, when I watched a movie last week, he was young, you know, so it's really it's jarring to see them. But it is then crazy when they're you, getting, getting yeah, you, but then you kind of get in once you get into it, which you is crazy because Princess Leia died. The actress yeah, died yeah, from COVID. I yeah, believe, Carrie right? Fisher. No, 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 no. Just she died before COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I don't know if she had cancer. She or wasn't what, that old at all. She well, she'd had a pretty hard life. She was she was did a lot of drugs. Oh, did you know. she? <laughs> yeah, she did a lot of drugs. I bet. So, um, yeah, Carrie Fisher. She was, um, but it's fun. I've been doing with kind of my extra time since I wasn't working. And uh, I started doing puzzles, and I've been I've done like I think five Star Wars puzzles in a row now. <laughs> so I'm working on one. So it's so weird to see. I'm like, I'm doing one right now that's a kind of a collage of. Empire Strikes Back, all these different kind of moments from Empire, and you know, I'm like, oh, 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 there's, oh, there's Prince Elias's ear, Prince Elias, <laughs> Prince Elias's ear. So we've got to put that in. It's so crazy. It's just so, yeah, I'm sitting there talking about like, oh, oh, this is part of Job of the Hut, you know. I wonder and, what our generation, if there will be a movie, maybe Marvel movies, but Marvel movies probably, yeah. I'm not sure what else. Infinity will be. War will probably be up there. But I mean, that's still part of. Star Wars, yeah, saw, you know, legacy. I'm just trying to think of what, what a hundred years from now people are gonna be like. Are you a star? You know, I think honestly, I think Star Wars will still be around. I, I, no, I know that. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's gonna be something like that from us. You know, yeah. it's not gonna be. They're just terrible movies coming out now. Yeah, that's what you were saying earlier. There's no good movies coming out. I I haven't watched Black Widow yet, so I don't know. I mean, and I was pulling for her to get her own movie for a long time. I was really. Huh? It was um, good. Good was movie. it good? Yeah. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Did you go see it in the theater? Or did no. you do the thirty bucks on thirty Disney six bucks or whatever it was? Yeah, I did. We haven't done that. We did that for Cruella because that was kind of a last date night, night. Me and Jordan's dad went to the movie theater and got popcorn to go. You got popcorn to go? Really? Just drove there for the popcorn and really the home. Yeah. You don't make popcorn at home like your it's own. Sounds good. It's good, but it's yeah. It's I mean, good. I'm not talking microwave popcorn. I'm talking no. I know. I know. Popcorn I on the stove popcorn. top with yeah, yeah. With melted butter. real butter, yeah. Not as good as movie theater, though. Yeah. Huh. Plus, so, I had to have my $9 Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, too. Did you guys have a... Did you watch a movie, then, I take it? Uh-huh. What'd you watch? Um, gosh, Step Brothers, I think. Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, just whatever uh-huh. was on TV. I have been watching... I know. I don't think he was in this, but it reminded me of Bill Hader. Do you know, do you oh, know Bill Hader? Yeah. He, um, got, uh, he got his own show, right? Um. Did he? Yeah, I think he I did. He's pretty funny. on On YouTube, I've been watching his impressions, yeah. and like just videos of like you know you watch one video and then it starts throwing these others at you because of the algorithms and everything. But he's really good. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I mean, his Fred Armisen from from um, Portlandia and from Saturday Night Live is just so spot on. And then the other one that really got me was Alan Alda. Was Bill Hader in Hot Rod? 
Maybe I don't know. I'm not, though. That's not my genre of right. film. Right, right, right. You know, kind of the raunch com. raunchy comedy I don't, and the stoner comedy. Yeah. Um. So I, I, a lot of these guys, I don't really know. Like Bill Hader, I think the only thing I really knew him from was Night at the Museum, two. I think it was where he plays Custer. You know, uh, uh, Armstrong Custer. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he's bad. really. Yeah, he's he's really his impressions. Like I said, Alan Alda, you could not. There's no way you could tell the difference. God, speaking of impressions, so. I saw a video on Instagram of um, Jim Carrey doing a impression of. Oh come on, not John Wayne. Um, Jimmy Stewart. No, you oh. know uh, from Carmel, the mayor of Carmel. Uh, oh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Holy smokes, you gotta Google that after really? this. Really? Yeah. Just Jim Carrey's an incredible Yeah. Incredible. I mean, a little he's fallen a little off the deep end as of recent, I think, but Yeah. A little I, out I don't there. I haven't really heard too much from him, but um Yeah. But yeah, I you know, um the Majestic, I don't know if you ever saw that movie where he buys a movie theater. I can't remember the whole it. plot. But I mean everything's of like the Truman show, but but as kind of his breakout dramatic role, yeah, which is terrific in that. But also the one there's one of them called the Majestic, which is really good. Sometimes um, I think those are not. I mean, digging into it, but you know, like Robin Williams is one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, and if you've seen What Dreams May Come, the movie, right? I feel like that's how his life really was. His like how his mind worked. So I'm, I kind of when I saw like what I mean is like that's obviously he committed suicide. Right. So I, I feel like that was like his cry for help, that movie. Yeah. Much like be. I think the Truman Show is really how uh, Jim, Carrey, Jim feels. Carrey feels. Yeah. I mean, just kind of like living in a bubble. Yeah. You know, just kind of like under scrutiny and under. Yeah. I'm sure that's probably true. Um, yeah. The other one I think of with Rob Williams is the Fisher King. Oh, yeah. Another one where he kind of goes a little bit mad. Yeah. And yeah. Goodwill Hunting, where he's the. Yeah. Yeah, he's an incredible dramatic actor. He or was. Um, and then I watched not too long with the Birdcage, oh, and yeah. I mean he is he's really good in that too. But all my Good Morning um, Vietnam. Well, what was well? I'm trying to think of the other actor's name. I can, what can I remember his name? And the Birdcage, uh, his counterpart. Um, I can't think of his name. I his name either. Yeah, but he was he's really good in that too. Yeah. But uh, I want to say Harvey Firestein, but that's not it. It's the uh yeah anyway well that that was one one of the deaths that made me pretty sad rob williams yeah yeah me too just i watched um uh aladdin yesterday really with yana yeah. you know and just the genie it's like, yeah gosh man yeah it is brilliant i mean brilliant really brilliant yeah you know in the beginning of that movie you know salam alaikum you know it's like obviously a little offensive probably you know didn't age well for yeah culture you know cultural appropriation or whatever but the thing is, is what a great movie that what a great movie that is Aladdin with with Robin Williams as the genie, but it made me sad, you know, listening to the genie talk. I guess maybe right, knowing that he's not. I mean, you know, I guess the thing you have to uh, remember is that, like, you know, most people that we know, uh, you know, even a lot of celebrities, you know, you never never know once they're gone they're they're gone you know you don't get that but you know i guess with actors you still have something to go back and enjoy it's like revisiting yeah, yeah, them yeah yeah you know um 
I'm trying to remember. You mentioned we were talking about impressions, and then um, you mentioned uh, Robin Williams. There was this guy I've been watching, uh, Jim Meskimen. I had to look his name up. Um, who's he's all over YouTube, um, at least all over my feed, because I watch one or one or two of his videos. But he's an impressionist, um, kind of like a, the old Rich Little for anybody who knows who that is. But um, he does Robin Williams. He said he stopped after Robin Williams passed. He stopped doing it just as kind of like a it didn't feel right. But man, his video of Robin, you know, when people do Robin Williams. They always do super zany, you know, crazy yeah. Robin Williams, right? But this guy does Robin Williams just talking normal. And it's, he even looks a lot like him, you know. Uh, but when you just hear, there's, it is so incredible. And you'd swear it's him. Like, even kind of watching him, you'd think it was him. But, um, yeah, Jim Meskimen, he's really another guy to look up. But, uh, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. To bring it back to parenthood, um so Yana's like, what are her other favorite movies? Like, what is she? So really... right now her favorite movies are Luca. Yeah, another one on Disney Plus. That's a, oh, that Disney's good... just in, in the best ever. Disney I, Plus was probably the best investment we made during the pandemic. Yeah, even if it cost thirty bucks a month, I would do it. Yeah, it's just incredible. Don't yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, Disney, don't don't raise the price. Yeah. I like the price point that it's. But at if right you now. want to sponsor us, yeah, like if you're it. looking, we're looking for sponsors still. Yeah, three years later. Um, we missed Robin Hood. That, I mean, Robin Hood. Robin Hood, uh, obviously, you got me that cup. The, you know, the yeah, Robin the Hood cup for my birthday. It, yeah. I'm going to actually get that tattooed on my calf. Oh, really? It's just my uh, favorite movie of cool. all time, which, you know, for someone that hates socialism. Um, <laughs> How do you? Oh, give them the poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. A little different times. Yeah, maybe. no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, God, I mean, Disney is just incredible. Yeah, yeah anyway, Luca, Coco. Has she watched Robin Hood? Yeah, she likes the beginning, you know, do 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 yeah. do do, yeah. you know, but she kind of gets lost in the song. You know, it's not as yeah. entertaining as these new movies that are out, you know, but she loves Luca. She loves that. She loves Brave. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is a great movie. Um, that is good. Toy Story 4, which I almost cried on, you know, I almost cried watching that movie. I mean, is that the one? The that's last the Toy one Story. The carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, the end where, you know, what is a lost toy? No. What he's not a lost toy, you know, he's going off by himself. Remember, Buzz yeah. Lightyear. It's... I think I've only seen it once. Oh, anyway, we went saw it in the theater. I think Toy Story Four, um, Brave, Tangled. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, she loves it. A lot of the princess movies. How about Moana? She loves Moana. Yeah, she's always loved Moana. Moana's a beautiful movie. We just had to replace our TV, and it was it the TV? It's a 720 DPI. Was the one that we replaced a plasma TV. Yeah, we've had it for like, I want to say like seventeen years, and so we went out and got um, an LED, a four K LED, and so the first thing we did when I we set it up was I put on Moana because that movie is like incredible. It's so All, beautiful. Yeah. Disney just runs circles around yeah. everything. You yeah. know, Amazon's got some good bangers out too. You know, right. uh, Trolls. Yana loves that movie, Trolls. Really? I haven't, I haven't watched that one. Um, what other movie do we watch on Amazon today? Um, a couple other ones, but Disney is just the cinema, yeah. the music. I'm, like I was talking about earlier, you know, movies from the 30s are still entertaining children. Yeah. Almost uh, literally 100 years later, right? Well, I mean, that's, I think, the genius of Walt Disney, honestly. Yeah. 
and uh, this is a guy. I mean, that really, the when he introduced the multiplane camera, where you can have all those different layers of cells that are, have been drawn, and you're taking a picture down, and you can move some cells. You know, you move them at different yeah. You change the different cinema. distances. You're creating real depth and perspective, <coughs> and that was just you know unheard of at the time. Yeah, but uh, God, yeah. Robin Hood, what a great movie! Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, my movie too. of all time. I've probably told the story before, but um, when I was um, young, my parents owned and operated movie theaters, and we lived in, in a little town that had two theaters. One showed more grown-up movies, not like you know, I know like R, it'd be like R-rated movies now. And then the other one showed like more family movies. And my parents ran the one that showed the more grown-up movies. Um, and we actually lived in a little apartment above it, even. It was kind of cool. And then, um, but he was good friends with the guy who ran the other, the family theater. And so when Robin Hood came out, they made my brother and me manager and assistant manager, respectively, for the day. And we... We had our picture taken in the paper. I think we were sitting on a little pedal car with a reward Robin Hood reward That's poster awesome. on the back. Love and the... so our picture, we can go back to the newspaper and see our picture in there as little kids. And uh, yeah, my dad had records from the movies. Um, he had one record that was radio promos. And so you drop the needle on it and it would play like a radio promo. And then it, would, it was a really weird, it would just stop. It wouldn't go on to the next one because, you know, if it was for radio, you wouldn't want it to just keep playing. Right, right. You want it to put, stop it at the end of the promo. And so we had that, and he had a like, story, a record that told the story and was all narrated by the different characters. And, yeah, so growing up, that was a really important movie to me. So Yeah, it's still, I mean, I think about just the whole, <laughs> I mean, it's still funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and the voice of the sheriff, which is, um, uh, it's Pat, 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 not Pat Buttram. It's the other guy. Um, Pat Buttram is in it. Right. It might be Pat Buttram. I don't know, but just, uh, yeah. Classic. Oh my God. Yeah. You, you know, Prince John, you know, he's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter Ustinov. Yeah. Uh, right. They're all, they're all really good. It's, uh, and the guy that played it's Robert something or other, the guy that played Robin Hood, did such a great job. It's it just fits so well. Right. And it's funny. Did you know? Like speaking of Disney movies, Zootopia. Oh oh, George, Yana loves that movie too. Really? Oh yeah. But the, uh, you know, the main characters, of course, uh, Bunny, a rabbit. But um, the it's a essentially a buddy cop movie. But the her partner the is a fox. Right. And you know he's wearing a green shirt because Robin Hood wore green. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the reason they put him in a green shirt because he's a fox. And he's wearing, they, they had to yeah. put him in green so because of Robin Hood. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was really a That's cool, a great movie, too. That is that is good, yeah. It's a good, like, you take the animals and the animation aside. It's a good, it's a buddy cop movie, and it's got a mystery to it. Yeah. It holds your attention, and yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, we've been going for almost an hour talking mostly yeah. about movies. That's all right. But even when we try to get to, back to talking about kids, we end up talking about movies. That's all right. Um, we didn't talk about... Oh man, uh, not to save it for next time, I think. But uh, the Mandalorian. I mean, you talk right. about good, like it's just. I mean, it's incredible that they can keep the level of the, entertainment the, and yeah. story and plot. And yeah, everything. again, Disney Plus. It's right? literally yeah. like a brand new Star Wars movie coming out every time. Right. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. 
Well, I think even like Loki, like that one was. Did you watch Loki? Yeah. That was really good too yeah. in the God, Marvel they're, universe. They're all incredible. I mean, they're just yeah. amazing. Disney's amazing. Yeah, I love Disney. I'm trying to go to Disneyland in the next couple months, but I would like to go. I'm not going to go with probably mask not mandate. Next couple months, but you know, probably next summer. It's so expensive though. I mean, we were we were pricing out because we never stayed at the Disneyland hotel. We've always cheaped out. Yeah, you know because. The Disneyland Hotel is like starts at about four hundred bucks a night. Yeah, it's insane. You know. Yeah. But we're gonna save up, save up some more, and part of the experience is I want to wake up, open my back window, and I want to see Downtown Disney, and then I want to want to go downstairs and go into the gate an hour early. You know, I don't care what it costs. It's gonna be part of the experience. Well, like Disney World, I mean, there's all they have like the three levels, the, the, not budget. What do they call them? Um, the Valley Resorts, the Moderates, and then the Deluxes. And at Disney, I mean, the Deluxes, you know, the value started about $150 a night, which is still like, a lot of money. But, um, but uh, yeah, the, the Deluxes all start at about 400 And in California, that's all they have is they have the, the Grand California and the Disneyland. My parents, when they, they went on their honeymoon to Disneyland, it hadn't been open for very long when they went. Um, again, because they were in the theater business. Um, my dad got free passes through, I don't know, the National Film Service or sure. something or whatever. So they went, that's where they went on their honeymoon. Was that's where my dad went on his honeymoon. Movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're, but, I, but they stayed in the Disneyland Hotel then, too. Have you ever stayed there recently? No. It's too I've only been to Disneyland once, and it was only for a day. Yeah. I want to um, go, and I want to do four night. I want to do four days. Yeah, that's what we'd want to do. I want to go there to, I want to go there for seven days, but I'm only going to stay at the Disneyland Hotel for four of it. Yeah. And we then, won't be staying there. <laughs> well, that's we'll where we're picking a hotel. We it just block away. We're gonna, like I said, say if it takes us an extra year to save up for it, then so be it. But it's part of the yeah. experience, you know. Right. It's I like agree. when we go to Hawaii, we fly first class, oh, and yeah? everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's expensive!" Like, yeah, it is expensive, but it's part of the vacation. The vacation yeah. for me starts on the plane. Yeah, and first class is. A pleasure riding I, in the back is not a pleasure. I feel that way. I feel that way about food when I'm on vacation. When I right. on, we splurge when we go out on vacation. Although when we took our when we took our Disney vacation and to uh, Disney Cruise Line in 2016, I think our first meal was McDonald's drive-through. McDonald's that, is really good though. But that was on the way to the airport, so that yeah. kind of didn't count. But um, yeah. once we got on the airport, then I'll, you know, I'll eat my fourteen dollar churro. I don't care. It's <laughs> yeah. it's delicious. Anyway. But. We awesome. should ra- wrap yeah, things up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, we definitely, uh, you can plan on, hopefully, uh, I think we should hear, we should have more of these coming out soon. Um, it's been a, as for everybody, I know it's been a really weird kind of year and a half, almost, you know, coming up on two years, not too long from now. But uh, it'll be, uh, we're going to try to get some more out. We're also going to try to do some recordings with Rob. He can, you know, cut, um, we'll bring him in remotely and, uh, also trying to get um, a friend of mine to maybe sit in as our third, regular third dad. My friend Joe, he's been on the podcast before. So, and uh, anyway, but I think that's going to wrap us up. Hope everybody stays safe. Uh, if you can get vaccinated, you know, I think it's really important. Uh, we need to get past this. And and uh, I think really it's, um, you know, I, I just really think that's going to be the only way we're going to get out of this is get more people more people stepping up so but uh in, in any case stay safe ask up if you need to and uh take care good night bye everybody bye